choosing between the good and the bad. Anybody can do that. You can do that without God. But the high road is choosing between the good and the best, and always choosing the best. Welcome back to the Baptist Friends Podcast with Dr. Clarence Sexton, where we gather around truth, friendship, and world evangelism. Today, Pastor Sexton continues his talk on the Christian's response to a world gone wild. And now, here is Pastor Sexton. This is Clarence Sexton from the Temple Baptist Church in Crown College in Knoxville, Tennessee. I'm so grateful to God that we can be together again. I just found out today that the President of the United States has appointed Richard Grinnell to be a part of his cabinet. It is actually the first time that we know of in American history where an openly gay person has sat at the table with the president on his presidential cabinet. Grinnell has been an ambassador to Germany, and he makes no apology, no pretense, no attempt to hide anything that he is openly gay. Now, we also know that Mayor Pete is married to a man, a young man he solicited to be his husband named Chaston. And Chaston came to have his first date with Mayor Pete, and they wanted to see if they were compatible. Evidently, they were. Mayor Pete said the fireworks were flying on their first date, whatever that means. I don't think I want to imagine But I do want to ask this question. What do you think? What do you think about what's going on in our country? How in the world did it get this way? Someone a little older is saying as they listen to me, I I don't understand all this. In my day, well, I would say the thing too, in my day, but it's not my days of youth. But I will say this. I once was young, now I'm old, but I have not seen the righteous forsaken nor his seed begging for bread. We have the same God of the universe sitting on the throne, and the reins of the universe are still in his hands. But the Bible tells us how we go wild, and that is connected to our our relationship with God. As a matter of fact, if you read Romans chapter 1, you find the power of the gospel given to us in Romans Uh, Chapter 1, verse 16, For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth, to the Jew first and also the Greek. The power of the gospel. May I say something you may not agree with? Fasten your seatbelt. Let's talk seriously. You're not going to say amen to this, perhaps. But sometimes people like us, you and me, we try to get the gospel to do what it's not given to do. Oh, the gospel's never lost its power. It's the power of God into salvation. It will change a person's life. It is to everyone that believeth the power of God, the life-changing work of God in a person's life. It changes us. We are born again. We have a spiritual birth. We're now in another kingdom. We've been taken from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of his dear Son. We were once headed to the blackness of darkness forever, and now we're going to heaven. Oh, hallelujah. Aren't you glad you're saved? But the gospel was not 
given to us to change the whole world. You and I are not going to win everybody to Christ. Oh, I'd like to see people saved. And the Bible says, the Lord is not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. And just for the record, I believe that Christ tasted death for every man and will never witness to the wrong person. Let's get that straight. And you have those who are trying to win souls who are faithful witnesses and those who are not trying to win souls who are not faithful witnesses. Be one of his faithful witnesses and pray for me that I'll be one of his faithful witnesses. But the gospel is powerful in the life of the individual believer. And then he works through the life of that believer. And that believer should identify with Christ in his death, burial, and resurrection in baptism, believer's baptism. We should make that public identity with Christ and become a part of a local assembly of baptized believers, identifying with the Lord and have a group that voluntarily joins themselves together to carry out the Lord's commands and obey him in this world. But even that local assembly is not going to win everybody in town. We're in a community called Powell. It's a wonderful community. We're trying to influence this community for God. We're in a, a great county, Knox County, Tennessee, one of the most conservative counties in all of America, out of nearly 3,200 counties. I'm so thrilled to be in Knoxville. My wife and I moved here from the greater New York City area. There are 471,000 people in our county. It's great. But we're going to try to get as many of those people saved as possible. We're witnessing in every precinct. I think there's 89 of them. We're a gospel witness and a, a praying witness in every precinct. But we're not going to get every person saved there. But the gospel is powerful it still has power to change that individual life. Well, let's don't think we're failing when we're not getting everybody everywhere to live like a Christian. That's never going to happen. Never going to happen. But as evil men and seducers wax worse and worse, how does that happen? Well, the Bible says before there's this terrible immorality, it is preceded by idolatry idolatry. Something has happened to our view of God. Nothing more important than our view of God. No greater discovery than our discovery of God. And we must worship God in spirit and in truth in our churches. This worship is followed by discipleship and evangelism and ministry. Ministry being Christ's life living out through our local churches, doing the things that he would do. Now, we're going to confront and encounter people and things today we have never encountered with such, I guess, multiplicity. It is, it's as one person said, it's everywhere now, everywhere. And God says in his word, when idolatry takes over, Immorality follows. Before there's this destabilization that we're seeing in our country and worldwide, there's this demoralization in living that takes place. All of this coming to us from God's Word. And the Lord says that His wrath 
The wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all unrighteousness, but first ungodliness. And God differentiates between ungodliness and unrighteousness. The unrighteousness comes forth from the ungodliness. As I said earlier, the idolatry precedes the immorality. And the ungodliness precedes the unrighteousness. Romans chapter 1, verse 18. You can get that for yourself. Because that when which may be known of God is manifest in them, for God hath showed it unto them. For the invisible things of him from the creation of the world are clearly seen, being understood by things that are made, even his eternal power and Godhead, so they're without excuse. And the Lord says this is what happens. Because that when they knew God, they glorified him not as God, neither were thankful, but became vain in their imaginations, and their foolish heart was darkened. Professing themselves to be wise, they became fools and changed the glory of the uncorruptible God into an image made like to corruptible man and to birds and four-footed beasts and creeping things. Wherefore, God gave them up to uncleanness. It wasn't God unable. In other words, the world may appear to be out of control, but if it's out of control, it's because of the rebellion people have expressed toward God, and God finally said, all right, you can have it your way. It wasn't that he was not all-powerful and incapable, but he yielded it. He gave them up to uncleanness. And then this degeneration begins to really manifest itself. Verse 26, the Bible says, God gave them up unto vile affections. If you want to know how God classifies what they're doing, he calls it vile affections. And then the word of God says, God gave them over in verse 28 to a reprobate mind. And if you read carefully, you're going to find 23 things that are the result of the reprobate mind. These are characteristic behaviors of those with a reprobate mind. Being filled with all unrighteousness, fornication, wickedness, covetousness, maliciousness, full of envy, murder, debate, deceit, malignity, whispers, backbiters, haters of God, despiteful, proud, boasters, inventors of evil things, disobedient to parents, without understanding, covenant breakers, without natural affection, implacable, nothing satisfies, unmerciful, welcome to our world in rebellion against God, a world that's gone wild. How do you speak to it? You go back to God's plan. You bring people back to the truth as the local assembly being the pillar and ground of the truth, speaking the truth in love as a minister of the gospel, whether a lay minister or a preacher, pastor. You take people back to God's way, to the truth. I have four messages I've given to our church on this subject. I'd like for you to have them. You may order them from Crown Christian Publications. You may call us at 1-800-MY-CROWN. I'd like for you to have them. You can find it online. But you need to listen and be able to answer and to give a good, solid, steadfast Bible answer to what's happening in our world. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Baptist Friends Podcast. Never miss an episode by subscribing today. And join us next time as we continue to gather around truth, friendship, and world evangelism.